Hi, I'm Jason Barmer. This is the Leading Questions podcast. This is the fourth episode of this four-part series, Why I Left Religion Behind. And this one's basically about how to determine right from wrong if you are no longer anchored in a religious context for understanding the world and in having some kind of moral code. The last remnant of my Christian faith came unwound when I started to confront the question of how we determine right from wrong. I knew that there were various approaches to ethics, and yet I was taught that as a Christian, we had a moral code straight from an objective moral source. So how could there possibly be a better option than a morality that comes from an entirely objective and pure being who simply told humanity what to do and how to live? How can you beat that? (laughs) And so, you know, that was a hard question to address as I started to deconstruct my whole belief system. In my previous podcast episode, I described the story from the book, The Brothers Karamazov, where Ivan tries to reconcile the suffering of the world with what he had been taught about God. His eventual conclusion was that there could not be a God. But once he reached that conclusion, he couldn't establish any basis for living morally. But I think Ivan may have been able to find some relief if he had realized that there's more than one viable way to determine right from wrong. I've heard throughout my life that if you do not have a Christian basis for morality, then you don't have morality at all. Albert Muller, the head of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, put it this way. He said, if human beings are left to our own devices and limited to our own wisdom, we will invent whatever model of good character seems right at the time. Without God, there are no moral absolutes. Without moral absolutes, there is no authentic knowledge of right and wrong. So I see a couple problems with his comment. One problem which strikes me as a bit humorous is that he doesn't even realize how absolutely right he is about human beings inventing models of good character. Moeller assumes that humans are not able to do this difficult and nuanced work. And yet, this is what humanity has been doing for millennia. Even those who choose to establish their moral code by interpreting their religious texts are ultimately deciding on what they think those texts say. And like other religions, Christianity doesn't exactly have a flawless track record when making those decisions about what should be considered right or wrong based on their religious text, the Bible. I mean, slavery is one glaring example. The other problem with that I see with Moeller's statement is that it assumes he is on the side of those who have the authentic knowledge of right and wrong. This is an arrogant viewpoint, especially in light of the fact that He is in the same boat as the rest of us who are just doing the difficult work of determining what ethical standards give us the most fulfilling lives as a society and as individuals. We're all doing that work. 
the fact that you know ethics as a study, as uh, in, in our understanding of morality, the fact that that topic is difficult and ever evolving, doesn't mean that there must be a God or gods somewhere doing all the dirty work for us and determining what is considered good. While I do still believe it's possible that there is a transcendent presence in the world and beyond, I don't see anywhere in human religion a consistent and undeniable presentation for what is good. So whether you are religious or not, you know, everyone has to wrestle with difficult issues and make the final determination about what we believe is right or wrong. Christianity and religion in general can provide some support in that effort, but that effort's not dependent upon religion, and it's not dependent upon a theistic viewpoint. You know, one of the most comforting things about Judeo-Christian ethics is in one sense, it's a lot easier. There's an authoritative being who tells you what you should and should not do, and there is no urgency to wrestle over the nuanced and difficult ethical issues that every culture faces. Just do what the Bible says. However, when you consider the fact that Christianity is not the only religion believing in some kind of transcendent authority, it starts to get a little complicated. And when you consider the fact that within each religion there are differing ways to view sacred teachings and traditions, it gets even more complicated. So where does this leave any of us, religious or not? How do we live our lives when we're all just trying to piece together what's right? Do you remember as a teenager just how you were constantly on the lookout for avoiding trouble? You know, sometimes I would do a thing knowing that thing would probably result in a reprimand or punishment, but, you know, I proceeded anyway after asking myself two important questions. Well, what are the chances that I will get caught? And two, if I do get caught, will the punishment outweigh the enjoyment of the actions? (laughs) And that's, that's how a lot of decisions are made probably for teenagers if they stop to think at all. I speak from experience. Fortunately, we become adults, and we have the opportunity to stop thinking only in terms of punishment. And and as we get past an understanding of ethics that is only based on not getting caught doing something bad, we can start thinking of how a moral life can not only make our lives more satisfying, but can also contribute to improving the lives of those in the world around us. I mean, there will always be difficulties in this venture to define what is good, whether you're religious or not. You know, even though I have left Christianity behind, I believe that the words of Jesus, along with other great spiritual teachers, can give us vital direction to live by. And I don't think we can live consistently satisfying and fulfilling lives without an intentional effort to define what is good for ourselves and for humanity at large. So I live by an ever-evolving definition of good that is centered around, and I didn't make up this term, but human flourishing, um, you know, an, an, an approach that is determined to prevent unnecessary suffering for 
for all creatures. You know, how can we continue to flourish? So is this a perfect, comprehensive credo? Of course not. It's more of a center axle for the wheel, supporting the spokes. You know, I also, I appreciate the way the Humanist Manifesto encourages us to derive, and this is a quote, derive our ethical values from human need and interest as tested by experience and to be committed to treating each person as having inherent worth and dignity and to making informed choices in a context of freedom and consonant with responsibility. As a final thought on this, I want to agree with those who say that basing your morality on religious beliefs will give you an incentive to behave in a certain way and that the end result can be good. There are many examples of this. But I want to ask a question. What if that incentive was taken away? What if you came upon undeniable evidence that the God you believe in did not exist? How would you live? Would you start injuring others or indulging in every primal desire? How do you think that would go for you if you did? How uh, uh, would you be satisfied with this kind of existence? Would it be sustainable in the long term for you and for society at large? Of course not. That's because there's a basis in reason to live morally and probably as a survival mechanism within us. We naturally hesitate to act in ways that violate the more basic moral guidelines. So religion isn't required for you to discover the many individual and societal advantages of contributing to the well-being of others and refraining from satisfying every single passing desire. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you join me next time on the next episode. And if you have any comments, you can go to leadingquestions.blog. I would love to hear your thoughts on my posts there, which are very similar to what you're hearing here. See you next time.